The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. a weekend episode for you guys and this one is actually coming a little bit late and by a little bit i mean uh three months four months or so Four. it's been four months <laughs> yeah it's been like four months it's october 29 2021 is when this film came out if you can't tell i thought it said title. 22nd what i thought it said the 22nd but that's my best. no october 29th and Damn. we probably watched it like a week or two after that came out well <clears throat> i think we watched it like that weekend because you weren't here for my birthday Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but besides we watched the point, it. What? <laughs> besides the point, we haven't even said the fucking name of the, the movie yet. We're talking Mr. about Last Night in Soho, even though you guys can fucking read and you clicked on this. Um, it's Edgar Wright's newest, like, film uh, trying to touch all the genres, and this one's the thriller horror genre. It's like a modern day uh, Hitchcock film. That's really yeah. like the best way that I can put it. That's um, what people keep saying. Like I, I, I've seen. Yeah, the best way to describe this film is that it's essentially a modern day Hitchcock thriller. But yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But um, so it was made obviously in 2021. It released October 29th. Uh, it has a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 7.1 on IMDb, a 4.2 out of 5 on Vudu, and 90% of Google users like this movie, including us. At least I could speak yeah. for myself and say that I enjoyed this movie. I liked it. Movie. It uh, was really, it was interesting. I wouldn't say it, it was, was a little it was campy amazing at the beginning. for a horror thriller. It was a little campy like, at the beginning. It went really, it was a real slow burn and I was having a hard time like uh, uh-huh. getting super into it, but I understand why they did it because they laid the setting for you and, you know, um, you got to know the character for an extended period of time about yeah, her life yeah. and what she does and what she's about. You know what I mean? So Metacritic uh, gives it a 65. I was looking for that one. But yeah, movie's yeah. like two hours long. So and it's got uh the twelfth no not twelfth Doctor jeez, is it no the eleventh Doctor the eleventh Doctor Matt Smith and it. it's yeah. very uh because David Tennant was the tenth Doctor. Yes, he was. And I remember I that it. because he's Tennant. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. That's how Funny. I re- that, that's how I remember it every time though. That's literally exactly it works. It yeah. works out. Uh, you got uh Anya Taylor Joy, aka Future Peach. Who's in this? Uh, Thomason McKen- McKenzie. I feel I've seen her in other shit before, but she plays the main character, Eloise. No, she was. She's um, been in a, a lot of stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Like recently, she was an old. Yeah, dude. She was that, also in King. Did you she go was see? Did, you, you, went, you went and saw Old with us? Yes, I did. Okay, okay. We thought it wasn't. I didn't. We I both didn't thought it wasn't was, too bad. We yeah, just thought I didn't it was predictable. I think it was too bad. It was just a little too predictable at the end. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they definitely could have gone a different direction with it, like at the end. But you know, oh Night, for sure. If Night sure. Shyamalan but, makes up his mind about a twist, he's made up his mind about a twist. But uh, oh, she also had a role. Uh, Thomas and McKenzie, by the way, she also had a role in uh, the Hobbit: Battle of the Five Armies. Oh okay. Yeah. 
which is uh, pretty cool. If you don't say Wasn't so. Wasn't she in Mortal Engine? No, someone else was in Mortal Engine. Are you talking about the red-haired that. girl? That movie was yeah. so bad. <laughs> Wasn't that a book adaptation? Yeah, dude. I read the whole Mortal Engine series, okay? And uh, at least what was out at the time. And uh-huh. uh, literally, uh, it, it's the worst fucking adaptation ever. It was like Percy Jackson level bad. Well, excuse me. Uh, not Lightning Thief. Sea of Monsters bad. Sea like, monsters bad. Yeah, yeah, because like Percy Jackson, like Lightning Thief is one thing. You know what I mean? That's not too bad. Uh, they aged up the characters, but that's like my only real gripe with it, besides the lack of CG and budget at the time. You know, because uh-huh. that movie came out what twelve years ago? Twenty ten. Yeah, twelve years. I'm gonna ago. assume it. I'm gonna say twenty ten, but I might be wrong on that. It's twenty ten or twenty eleven. I just know it is twenty ten. Yeah, and then like, Sea I, Monsters was twenty thirteen. Yeah, and Sea of Monsters was fucking awful. They said, oh yeah, we might do a third one, and that got nixed as soon as uh, the fucking second movie tanked because they ruined, ruined the fucking series. They you know? put, uh, yeah, but anyways, on to a movie, well, yeah. on this movie that's much, much better. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I could sit here and just go off about the fucking Percy Jackson series and how, how I'm super hyped about the Disney, uh, the Disney series that's coming out. I know. I want to see what they're gonna do with it. I know. Me too. I hope. That, I know. I, if they what it, they're gonna try to modernize it, super super modernize it. Uh, 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 stop. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, this film is gonna start off. We're gonna we're gonna dive into this one. We're not using wiki for this because we found a better one. It's yeah. a lot better. The fucking uh, wiki pro- is like wacky, bro. <laughs> yeah, probably this one won't won't uh, do any spoilers just yet, uh, since we're talking about the spoilers at the end, anyways, or when they come. Right. But Eloise, what? I said right. Oh, okay, Eloise there. Ellie Turner is dancing in her room. This is how it starts out. She is an aspiring fashion designer who lives with her grandmother, Granny, Grand Peggy. Uh, and has been mourning the death of her mother, who appears to Ellie in mirror reflections at times. It was uh, like it was like some real Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's yeah. Stone and the Philosopher's Stone moment, you know, <laughs> like where he would like look in the mirror in the in the hall at the end of the movie where uh, what's his face was with the turban. Dumbledore. <laughs> no, no, not no, Dumbledore. No, the one with uh, the turban, like whatever the professor, Quirrell. like Quarrel. Yeah, Quirrell. Professor. Yeah, Quirrell. with Voldemort's fucking head in the back. Yeah, of dude, it. that was fucked up. I was like, whoa. Like as a child, did you know it was like, gonna be very mo- much more violent? Like his head was supposed to be like more alien? elongated with like razor sharp teeth. Like alien. Yeah, they actually had a. Mo- I could. I have to send you the model. Yeah. It lo- it's much more terrifying. We'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry for interrupting. No. I could sidetrack us all fucking day. Uh huh. No, we, we both of us can. But Peggy shows Ellie a letter that she has received, informing her she has been accepted into a fashion school in London. Ellie is excited, but Peggy warns her that there are bad men up where she is going. So, yeah, uh, essentially the beginning sets up like something is going on just with an, Ellie and her. Yeah, it's just like an what? ominous vibe around Ellie. Like she yeah. like she might have like, uh, you know, hurt herself or something like that. You know what I mean? I think like, she has like a mental d- disability. I'm not saying like. No, like, I think. If you look like at the schizophrenia. first. If you look at the first sentence of the third paragraph, uh, it explains why her her grandma was so um, iffy towards her. But we'll get there. Yeah. 
Yeah, but Ellie takes a train to London and is driven to her room by a local taxi. The taxi driver uh, makes a creepy comments to Ellie, so she gets off at the at a shop and waits for the man to leave so he can keep walking her. Wait, so she can keep walking her to her room. She gets there and meets her roommate DeCosta. Yeah, that's Who's a, a bitch. Man. She's a fucking. Cunt. Yeah, she is. She she's is. A mean girl. She's. she's like typical bitch is she's essentially like the what typical I, mean girl like that's the only way that i can uh-huh. put it like we wear pink on wednesdays like fuck off bitch. yeah but like, ellie goes out with jacosta and her friends where she it is revealed that ellie's mother died by sue didn't they they okay hold on the, ellie's mother died by suicide after a struggle with mental illness didn't they do this through truth or dare or like spin the bottle or something there was there was some reason why she actually said it I have no idea, like, but I just, <sighs> I just know that, like, whenever, uh, she made that comment about her fucking outfit, and it, like, set me off immediately. Yeah. She was like, did you show up here in homemade outfit? Like, and or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, that was, like, the actual quote that she said, and all the other girls started laughing, and she was like, oh, yeah, where'd you get that? Like, just being All her clothes are self-made. Right, which is actually really fucking cool, because that makes you one of a kind, you stupid cunt. Uh-huh. But, you uh-huh. know sorry uh, <laughs> no popularity matters to this bitch yeah that's all uh while in the ladies room ellie overhears jacosta talking trash about her to the other girls which we just mentioned ellie leaves the pub and walks back to her room spotting an older man looking her way and smirking uh th- th- it's probably raining at this point uh jacosta later brings a guy back to her room to hook up with while ellie tries to sleep yeah there's a whole scene of her like so, fucking a dude right so next to her dude like you yeah they have a bunk bed don't they and she sleeps on the top i think no i might be wrong no. on that no they no, were no, singular no. I'm thinking beds and she was directly across the room but she was making a fuck ton of noise dude like, oh yeah super uncomfortable like I don't know if you've ever been in the room with somebody else who was fucking, but like, it's mm-hmm. awful. It's mm-hmm. awful. Like, yeah, she. <laughs> it's, it's not I'm not. Pleasant. I'm not gonna she explain leaves. how I know this. You know what I mean? But like, I just, I just know. Like, yeah, and she, uh, it's not fun. It's not pleasant. Uh, Ellie leaves her room and finds a party going on outside. The only student to befriend her is a young man named John. Uh, but next morning, Ellie wakes up late and runs to class where she makes it on time for attendance. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so... What? Oh, no, no, no. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's pretty much a slow burn at this point, like you said, but we're getting there. I think, uh, yeah, at, it's like in the next paragraph or so. Ellie decides to find a place of her own for a peace of mind because she can't live with Jacosta the bitch anymore. Right. Uh, and, and her staying up like super late and coming back with guys probably like almost every night. Right. Um, she finds a room in a boarding house kept by an old woman named Miss Collins. Uh, she is gives Ellie a set of rules to follow and allows her to stay in the bedroom upstairs. One Except rules, I think one of the rules, one of the rules was, was like was no boys. That was yeah, one of, no that boys. Was, that was one wasn't of one. Don't go in the basement. No, if I recall, no, no. Like, it wasn't anything that eerie. She was just like nobody here after dark. Blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah. Like and, uh, and especially was just like, and, no and boys. Especially no boys. Like that was like the main thing that she uh, yeah nailed in it's been a while since we watched this so our memory is just kind of like a little dusty uh ellie likes the place and and rest for the night sleeping all the way under the covers enjoying the quiet so she's sleeping in like the upper attic of like the house yeah yeah with this annoying fucking neon that goes 
Oh yeah, it flashes like red, white, and blue, if I recall. It's just red and white, I think. I don't think there's blue. Yeah, but there was a lot of okay. red. A lot of red. Yeah, uh, but Ellie decides to find a pl- No, we already read that. When Ellie gets out of bed, she finds herself somehow in the 1960s. So this is where the weird shit happens. Like yeah, the, she uh, like the fell, as- travel she fell asleep in the, in the house, and then it gets weird. <laughs> yeah, she wakes up somehow in the 1960s. She walks into a venue called Cafe de Paris... Uh, where she sees her reflection as another young woman named Sandy. This is where Anya Taylor-Joy comes in. Uh, Ellie follows Sandy as though she is there watching everything unfold like an invisible spirit, like through mirrors and reflections and stuff. Uh, Sandy wants to be a singer at the venue. Downtown! (laughs) Down, where everything's gray! downtown that that song is gonna get stuck in well the chorus is gonna get stuck in your head I just know. continually like well yeah. they keep they they use it as a repeating theme for uh like an eeriness and they kind of warp oh the yeah song at the end you know what i mean uh-huh. it's a it's a uh what do you what do you call it uh a scene cue it's a scene cue. yeah but, no, it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, Ellie follows Sandy. No, we rated that. Uh, Sandy wants to be a singer at the venue, but is met with unwanted attention by a surly patron. Uh, she is told to speak to a man named Jack, played by Matt Smith, uh, about being a singer. Sandy meets Jack and is very charmed by him. He starts to leave with her when the patron makes rude comments. Uh, and then Jack just sucker punches him into the face and runs away with Sandy out of the club. Uh, kissing her in a phone booth is very romantic, it's which very reflected also. Sixties, yeah. you know, like it's very uh, <coughs> notebook esque, you know. So. Yeah, and then in the reflection, we see this happening with Ellie instead. Uh, as Ellie keeps moving, she finds Sandy in her bed, but when she tries to touch her, she wakes up back into the present. So lots of extremely weird mental shit going on so far. Uh, yeah, and and that's just the beginning of it. Uh, so at school, Ellie becomes inspired to create a design based on what she saw Sandy wearing. Jacosta notes a hickey on Ellie's neck from where Jack had been kissing her slash Sandy. Uh, and later that night, Ellie goes back to sleep, hoping to wake up in the 60s again. She finds herself as Sandy and Jack get closer. Uh, and he brings Sandy to meet the owner of a different venue, the Rialto. 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 Jeez, I'm not good with words. No, uh, so, so she can sing for him, performing the song Downtown. There you go. Uh, um, and the men note that she can definitely, definitely sing. Absolutely sing. Anna well, Taylor Anya Taylor-Joy is like a, a fucking wonder. You know what I mean? She's one of those yeah. people like Zendaya. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, who can who is just born to be a performer. Like, whether that be, you know, acting, singing, whatever. Just showing off. Oh, the absolutely. It's, it's she, has, she has so much talent. Um, back in the present, Ellie dyes her hair blonde like Sandy's and continues to work on her dress design. When her teacher seems to like... Uh, what? Yeah, her teacher like very much likes the, the design that going, but of course, Jocasta just mocks her out of the pettiness, uh, just to bully her because she's jealous, of course. Yeah, Ellie she's la- just an awful yeah, person. Ellie, uh huh, very awful person. Uh, Ellie later sees the venue where she saw Sandy perform as it appears in the present day. She then goes to the pub to ask for a job. Uh, very interestingly, 
Uh, as she heads back to her room, the old man who saw her from the other night follows her and claims to recognize her because of her hair, but he insists he is not trying to pick her up. And yeah, very creepy. Very, very creepy. He's just watching her the whole time. And this is like the guy from like the Haunted Mansion is like the best way I can describe it. He's the old dude. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Inter- it, it said Ter- it earlier. Terrence uh, Stamp. Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Yeah, so he he's that guy. I re- he's been in a bunch of stuff and I remember his face. I just don't remember his name. Uh yeah, uh Ellie returns to the 60s 60s at nights and goes to Rialto but finds Sandy is now performing as part of a group of skimpy dressed women dancing as backup for a woman performing as a marionette. Yeah, and you can tell she's absolutely not loving this. Uh, as Ellie follows Sandy around a little mo- little more, she sees that Jack is more abusive and telling her that she has to make certain men happy if she wants to make it in the music business. Uh, very uh, sexual and uh, perverted and uh, non-consensually. Yeah, so... Um, Ellie screams to at the man to not touch Sandy, and he appears to hear her, but Ellie wakes up. The experience causes Ellie to rip up the pink dress design, which she originally drew in class. I think she rips it up, like, in class, if I recall. Yeah, she, like, had a mental breakdown, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Like, in front of everyone. Yeah. And and the teacher had, like, consoler and stuff. It's very... It's, like, the whole, the whole ordeal that's going on right now is super distressing. Like, do anybody going through this, like, if this was real, yeah, this would be incredibly distressing. Um, yeah, by day you're someone else, by night you're someone else. Like, it's... Yeah, and you, can, and you can feel both the, like, physical pain or something like that. It not good. Ellie continues to get through work and school while keeping her uh, excursions to the past. That's a that's a wild word to use. Keeping her excursions to the past a secret from everyone else. In her next trip to the '60s, she sees that Sandy is becoming more jaded and unhappy as Jack has forced her into prostitution and must service a I know that was, that, was, that was a fucking man. jump dude like one night yeah she, one night she went to bed she was a nice singer and she was like having romantic dreams and then the next time she fucking wakes up she's a prostitute and this dude's forcing her to have sex with men and i'm like what the fuck like this took a turn all of a sudden and it only gets worse sorry continue yeah the dude he jack's pretty abusive and he's only using her for her looks and stuff essentially uh, to get money. More money. That's essentially what it is. Uh, Barrage of Horror Mom, she also develops a drug and alcohol problem. That's What's the drug she uses? Is it cocaine? No, it's not. It's... Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think it was alcohol. meth, if I recall. I might be wrong on that. It's definitely uh, alcohol. She drank a lot. Oh, no, absolutely. She uses advantage of her and is... Uh, Wait, hold on. She uses fake names like Alex, Lexi, or Anna. Only one man does not take advantage of her and is polite and charming to her the whole time. Sandy talks down about herself while Ellie tries to get her attention through the mirror because she's always in the reflections. She manages to smash through the glass and grab Sandy, but she wakes up, of course. Because I think she's, like, breaking the dream or whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, like, some weird Inception shit going on here. (laughs) You know, like, it's a dream in a dream, (laughs) bro. But I'm in the past. Right, but you don't know what's real life. Like, who is me? Uh Like, is this me? Like, where am I? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, John sees that Ellie is looking a bit unwell. Like, she's got bags under her eyes. She's pale as fuck. Her hair is, like, all, all in, like, mess. So, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. She invites she, her she out to a, a Halloween scattered. party. <laughs> what? She looks a bit scattered. Oh, no. She looks all... Yeah, no, that's a good way of putting it. DaCosta and her friends see them together and giving them, and giving them drinks. They all start dancing, but in the middle of things, Ellie hallucinates seeing... Yeah, because I feel like... I think Jocasta, like, drugs her at that point. Gives her, like, a little, like... Uh, right. uh, not roofie, but, like, some, like, thing that makes her hallucinate and shit. Ellie hallucinates, starts seeing ghoulish visions of men who took advantage of Sandy, as well as Sandy herself dancing alone. John takes right. Ellie home. She just keeps being yeah. surrounded by these dudes. Like, these ghouls, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and eventually... Like, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John takes Ellie home when he sees her looking bad. They start to kiss and go to the room for sex, but Ellie looks up and sees the ceiling mirror showing Jack attacking Sandy. Ellie, of course, just starts yelling at him to get off of her and punching him and stuff like that. And then she, and she then appears to see Jack stabbing Sandy to death. Uh, Miss Colin over... Collins overhears the noise and then uh, finds John and immediately orders him to leave as one of her rules is not having male visitors and she just tells Ellie to go to bed like ground grounded style or something but she can't really ground Uh, but yeah so the next day (laughs) Ellie apologizes to Miss Collins about what happened asks her if anyone died in her room because she's like feels like it's haunted and shit and Miss Collins is dodgy about it. Like, she has, like, she's, like, super sketchy about the question and, like, just, like, throws it off. Right. Later, Ellie goes to the library to look up murders in the 60s. Uh, and she begins to hallucinate the ghost men following her around the library, nearly leading her to stab Jacosta in the face with a pair of fucking scissors. These are, like, dark, shadowy men, like, crawling right, around right. Like the like it, they're, library. They're, it's pretty creepy. It's haunting, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. It, and then... The imagery almost... was definitely, like, really well... Like, that's something that I definitely want to say about this movie. I love the way that they used color. Edgar Wright has a really good right, uh, eye with color and he cinematography. Like, blur. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar Wright has a right for color. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, he does. Uh, he, he's, he's really, he's a really good director. I like him a lot. So do I. Um, yeah. Uh, well, where fuck was it? Oh yeah. John runs after Jacosca to explain things about Ellie leaves in a fucking panic because of course she would. She doesn't know what's going on and doesn't know what's wrong with her. Uh, she runs to the police station to try to report a murder. Now believing that an old man named Jack and that he got away with killing Sandy, but the detectives know she's a little bit, uh, she has little to go off of and she looks a little crazy um ellie arrives late for work and finds the that the old man is waiting for her just he's the only one in the bar just waiting for her right uh he takes her takes out her mobile phone to try and record a confession out of him but when she brings up sandy the man says alex killed sandy and that whatever happened to her was something she got herself into Ellie runs after the man because he's just like got, getting out of the bar, but he gets hit by a fucking car on the street and dies just right there. Yeah, I know. That, that was one of the, the first like shocking things that happened in the movie, like next to like the, the couple of like weirdly placed like jump scares that you kind of got from, uh-huh. from those ghosts. You know what I mean? 
But uh, that, yeah, that's like the first time where I was like, oh shit, like this movie's starting to get real. You know, I mean, like, not like the hallucinations, like, didn't have me, like, reeling in. You know what I mean? Because they totally yeah. did. But This uh, is like the climax point. Well, no, I don't say that this is the climax point because I think the climax point's very close to the end of the movie. We're, no, we're getting close to the climax. Like, it's the t- it's the p- the rising action. It's that's the, the foreplay. <laughs> yeah, the, for- <laughs> the foreplay uh, before the climax. Exactly, um, exactly. Fuck. Where the hell was I? Alex, yeah, yeah, okay. Ellie's boss tells someone to call for help and, she, and says he's a former cop named Lindsay. Eli, Ellie then realizes the man is not course but rather the gentleman who was super polite to sandy and didn't sleep with her so this guy was just kind of like he i don't know exactly what his deal was but i think he was just kind of like re- i don't he know was, he was just friendly he was the friendly guy like and yeah. like she took it as creepy and he was just being friendly yeah but i feel like he had some like insight on her like well, especially when she dyed her hair or something like the look right. like sandy exactly yeah but uh no it just sucks that he died right then like like that uh ellie returns to her room and makes plans to go back home in the countryside to live with her grandmother because she can't take any of this anymore and miss collins gives ellie tea and her mail one letter is addressed to miss collins revealing her name to be alexandra which is what Sandy told Jack her name was short for. Miss Collins reveals that someone did die in Ellie's room. Her. Miss Collins was Sandy, uh, apparently, the entire fucking time. Yep. And after enduring all the abuse in her life, she, and it just shows like, like, it, not stills, but like frames of her like going with different men and stuff. Into, yeah, into yeah, that like room. it was like a compilation of a bunch of different men in that room, and you know, you find out that. Uh, uh, yeah, she let her life as Sandy die when she stabbed Jack. Yeah, so she's the one who literally stabbed Jack to death during that time. During that point, stabs him in the neck, and she's like covered in blood through uh-huh. the entire thing. Like it was very. And gone, this is it was very Gone Girl. Uh huh. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it, it, like, very. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it it had that vibe, uh, you know what i'm saying so oh very you know katie still hasn't seen that i thought i told you that or something like no that. you didn't say that like that's crazy I, thought I did yeah but uh i feel like she would like that she would but like anyways that. uh what was i saying oh yeah later she got revenge on all the other men who abused her by literally murdering them in the same fucking room right she would bring them uh, up there and be like "Ooh, we go have sexy time and then stab them to fucking death yeah uh where where are you miss collins then reveals that she poisoned ellie's tea and will make it look like a suicide with just sociopathic behavior no psychopathic behavior at this point uh john then comes looking for ellie who regains and who regains enough strength to warn john to run miss collins then just stabs him Uh from like this yeah in the chest i think no it was in the gut like it wasn't in the chest was it no i thought it was it was because he lives you know what i mean so is it like, in the shoulder he get he he gets stabbed that's all that matters he just gets okay stabbed no, he gets the, stabbed but i feel he does live. and or chest but uh uh yeah john then comes look no we already got to the point stabs him while Ellie tries to run up the stairs super like all dazed and everything at this and seeing the younger sandy attacking her like just like going after her and yeah. stuff up the stairs downstairs the fire starts and begins spreading so the house is like starting to catch fire right ellie locks herself in the room where the spirits of sandy's victims are literally breaking through the floors and walls yeah to to, like grab at her or something fucking crazy like they're 
coming up from hell to fucking, yeah. you know what I mean, kind of like consume her. But that's not what her. they do. They just they they do is they start begging Ellie to kill Miss Collins for. Her. Right. Like, that's exact. That's what they do instead. She thought they were after her the entire time, but really they're like they're spirits that want to be like let Released. go of this. They're like yeah, Jesus, I don't want to be here. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when she finally breaks in, she sees her reflection as Sandy and realizes she has become just as much of a monster as the men who hurt her. She tries to slit her throat right then and there, but Ellie stops her and tries to help her. Miss Collins chooses to stay and die in the fire while letting Ellie go at that point. And Ellie and then John get out of there. The medics arrive, and Miss Collins allows the flames to consume her at the and the whole house yeah yeah and then it's kind of like fade to black sometime later uh like fade in fade out fade in. yeah and, it, it, and it get, i think it gives you a t- point i can't remember how long, i don't think but, it gives uh, you sometime a later because this is pretty specific and it doesn't say anything because it just did the fade out fade in with like the flashing uh lights i remember it being a certain time it was like either six a year i might like be wrong that. it was i think it was like six months Okay. Sometime later, Ellie presents her work in a fashion show with Peggy and John in attendance to cheer her on along uh, with the rest of the audience. Her teacher could, and these these like designs are exactly like the designs from like the whole incident and stuff like exactly inspired by yeah inspired by the whole thing. Uh, her teacher congratulates her, as do the other girls, excluding Jacosta, who continues to remain a petty bitch. Exa- that's exactly what it says in the synopsis. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. I love whoever wrote this. <laughs> uh, and she once again sees her mother's reflection smiling at her, uh, which is great, uh, because she doesn't feel like she's a failure in her eyes. Uh, right. As Peggy and John come to congratulate her, Ellie sees Sandy's reflection in the mirror waving at her. Uh, so yeah, yeah I don't know. If and then it just <laughs> cycle. I I, th- I think I think it's her, her her. Like I said, I feel like Eloise or Ellie has mental some some mental uh, disability or something after her mom. Uh, yeah, like died. PTSD, some depression. Yeah, PTSD, something, and it causes her. I'm not gonna say like schizophrenia or something, but like hallucinated sometimes and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, when people like, when people die that you love, you see them everywhere. And like, oh yeah, for sure. I think I think that that was more of a physical manifestation of what she was wanting. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but I'm at this point. I'm trying to explain the Sandy thing. It could be that like she's still being haunted by Sandy's spirit, which is even worse. Um, but yeah. like. Uh, yeah, so this is like a thriller, psychological horror, supernatural. It was a lot. I'd of say shit. psychological thriller. That's really what. Yeah. It, like I, there's a few horror aspects with like blood splatter and whatnot. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean? and the stabbing and the slicing of flesh. But you know, besides that, uh, it was good. It was good. I liked yeah. it. It was a good. It was a good psychological thriller in the same way that Nightmare Alley was, which is a movie uh-huh. that, that we will be covering sooner than this one. <laughs> yeah very soon. <laughs> sooner yeah. than how long it took us to t- to do this one and, oh absolutely uh, yeah so <clears throat> that was the end of the synopsis so zach mm-hmm. um would you say that this movie is uh like in in the way of edgar wright where would you where would you put this like oh shit okay let me bring up his stuff first because like i i have to the, the my my favorite one out of him of all the movies he's done is Baby Driver. Sure. 
well, yeah, Driver like really Baby blew. Driver has a fire ass soundtrack, and the story mm-hmm. and the story really keeps you going, even though that fucking pervert's in there. Yeah, uh, I would then put Scott Pilgrim versus the World because that's amazing. I love that right. one. Uh, probably Shaun of the Dead <sighs> would be next for me. What? Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. yeah. And then Hot Fuzz. I love Hot Fuzz. And then World. See, uh, I'd I would Hot probably... Fuzz lo- lower, and I'd do Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy next. And then is that? Did he do that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't see it. Where are you at? I'm on his director stuff on his boop, filmography. Boop, boop, boop. On what website? I mean, like, are you on IMDb? Uh, IMDb. Okay, I was on Wikipedia. Hold on. Let me see if he was a writer. No, he wasn't. He wasn't on that. I didn't think he was, but uh, I would probably. I don't want to put it too low, but like, I mean, like, I would probably. I'm not probably... saying Hot Fuzz is his worst movie, but like, ah, the honestly, like. Out of everything that I've seen by Edgar Wright, I feel like this was his worst movie. <laughs> like, it was a different take than what he's usually done, so it was something out of his. And, out but of his but that says a lot about all the other movies that he's done. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like because this movie was a good movie, yes, but like all of his movies are great. You understand what uh-huh. I mean? Uh, so <clears throat> I'd rank it a little bit lower than uh, like his normal standard of film. But then know, again, but then again, it's a different genre than I've ever seen him do. So. Oh no, he's like really known for his like comedic tones and stuff like this, and this really didn't have any comedic tones at all. Yeah, so. no, this was very serious. This was very dramatic. Even the lighting was fucking dramatic, like I was saying, like the color usage yeah. and. Well, the, the he also had another writer writer attached called Christy Wilson Karens, who has worked as the writer of 1917 and Penny Dreadful. So I'm gonna assume that's also where some of like the more intense shit came from. So, right. uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. Last night in Soho. Uh, if you want to have that same same experience, I guess go camp out in Soho, Manhattan. Um, <laughs> Try to find a haunted uh, haunted house with an old lady in it as a tenant. That's pretty much it. Wait, but... were they in Manhattan? I thought they were in London. Well, I hold on. No, because like I, she went to London, but then she. I might be wrong. Okay, there might be a Soho I somewhere. Oh no, there is a Soho London. There is. There's a Soho Manhattan and a Soho London. I did not know that. Yeah. No. Okay. Like the the movie's British. Everybody's British. No, I know that. It's just me being me and not really thinking it out, but. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that's just cool. me being me pointing it out, making you look like an asshole. Sorry. Not an <laughs> asshole. More, more just like I didn't know it. That's pretty much it. Now I do. Now there's more. There's, I, of course, there's probably more Soho's out. But yeah, that's pretty much it for last night in Soho. Uh, if you can, probably go rent it. I'm pretty sure that's pro- probably yep, all you, you can how rent you it have now. Uh, you can rent it on Prime Video for five ninety nine right now. So, hey. Like, or you can eh. wait, like, three months and pay $4 for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. But uh, definitely go see it. Thank yes. you guys for listening, though. All right. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> it seems as if you have done it. <clears throat> Done what you ask? Hmm. Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as 
the Spitting Nonsense podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer. Thank <laughs> you.